Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash TCOIP. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to Behind the Sector, the official companion podcast to the Children of Industrial Pride podcast, brought to you by Jacob Lopez. I am your host, Eric Lopez, and brother to the creator. So it's good to know that nepotism is alive and well in the future. <laughs> uh, you're already listening, so you already know that you can pick this podcast up uh, and Children of Industrial Prime from Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Anchor, everywhere. And apparently you have listeners from here in Texas all the way to Singapore. Yeah, that freaked me the hell out. That's nice. So, shout out to our Singapore listeners. Whoever the hell you are, thank there, you. There may be one, but we're, we're, we're strong. Yep. Yeah, that freaked me out. I um, I check the analytics and stuff um, pretty much every day. You know, I wake up and I'll check uh, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes. Those are the big three. And um, on Anchor, it tells you where they're from. Yeah. And I was like, cool, United States. And it's like, Singapore. I was like, what the, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, bl- I blame Instagram's um, hashtags and shit for that. That's what I blame. We'll take it. We'll take it. I'll take it. So, uh, let's see. The last behind the sector we had was a little stuffy. Uh, trying to do it more as a straight up interview. And I uh, thought it turned out well. But let's be more ourselves coming yeah. here in the future. Well, let's be real. I mean, we're brothers for real. Uh, I'm the younger, you're the older. And we talk in movie quotes and bullshit. So, we figure we'll just combine that. <laughs> it, it, it's probably going to go much better. It'll go a lot time. better this time around. <laughs> So, the last time we talked about episodes one and two, mm-hmm. kind of understanding episode one, how you're talking to the listener, yeah, and then uh, episode two got a little better with uh, inclusion of only not yourself, but uh, our cousin Jason Garza. Yeah, voice of the Cheetahs and Rooster. Who's become a fan favorite. Oh, yeah. And now uh, he's, um, I full-on made him a, uh, he's full-on uh, co-writing Rooster now. So anything we do, um, I make sure he's involved and he's uh, he edits Rooster's dialogue and stuff like that. And uh, on the page, too, on the Facebook, um, he's been drawing more of the characters more and more. And now we have uh, real good visual representations of what everybody looks like. It's freaking crazy. Yeah, I have uh, some, some friends of mine from uh, where I work that have been asking, you know, what do these people look like? Who are they? What what what? How can I get a, a, a visual representation? And you know, I'd send them to the Facebook page and like, oh, now I understand. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, Brewster. Now, well, when you look at it, he's got that split in his uh, goggles. Yeah. And that little piece of hair sticking out. I was like, man, I would have never fucking thought of that. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> it looks like a rooster. Yeah, it's awesome. So let's see. After episode two, kind of had a little cliffhanger, putting you uh, to sleep to get those mods. Yeah. And then things got really interesting once you woke up. Yeah. It turns into. Um, you know, uh, like what's he? You know, it's just the whole like, what's next? Now, uh, now he can kind of breathe, so kind of opens him up to be able to do a little more. Well, not only can you breathe, but it, you you opened up a whole other level of your psyche or something. You you've got that new plug. Now he's got the H plug, yeah. And uh, now you're messing with that dangerous Heretech gear. Um, yeah. So we're doing that. Um, yeah, I wanted to make a uh, a group that's kind of like a cult. <clears throat> that they like worship you know technology and stuff and of course that's very influenced by Warhammer 40k um I want to go in my own direction with it though so these people um called Heretech Limited and they're supposed to be um like I said like a cult people that just blindly follow technology and they would rather replace anything wrong with their body with technology than go to a damn doctor or get checked out or you know Get a get a reasonable means of you know being treated. They would rather go and do that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, can't help but notice. I mean, the the longer the podcasts go, the better you're getting Thank uh, you. creating them. I mean, Thank uh, you. the the sounds, the the visuals I see in my head uh, each episode. Just you know, I kind of have to blink sometimes. I listen to it mostly when I'm at work, and I'm like, damn, I'm still at work. I'm, I'm <laughs> not at the movies. Oh yeah, I um. Well, I noticed something when I was making them. Um, 
Like, the first episode I made, anybody who listens, like, from the beginning, you'll know that when you listen to episode one again, maybe, like, a week or two later, mm-hmm. it's not the same episode at all. I completely redid episode one from the ground up. Right. Because um, I did episode two, and it sounded so much better. I was like, screw this. I'm going back, and I'm redoing it. So I did that. And, of course, sound quality of one is great. Two is great. Of course, the sound, it's sound quality and how I structure everything is getting better with each episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, with episode two and three, I think I was um, I was lining up dialogue first and then putting everything around it. Okay. When I actually should be doing it as I go. Because when I did it like that, when I redid episode one, yeah. it just felt so much better and it sounds better. Hmm. Like, me, myself, I don't like episode three at all. Really? Yeah, I don't like it at all. That's just me, though. But everybody's like, oh, it's great. You like it. Yeah. My friends like it. Um, so I'm like, it's not a matter of what I like. You know, y'all are the ones that like it, so great. That's, you know, that makes me happy. But with three, like, I was doing that dialogue thing, like I said. Yeah. And, like, to me, it doesn't sound right. But then four, I was like, all right, let's uh, take my time. Because, huh, huh, go figure, I've been sick again recently. <laughs> <laughs> So I had some time, sat here at home, and um, I really went over four a lot and pieced it like I did episode one, and I feel like we're back to that level of quality, um, you know, plus the mic and all that, and I'm getting a better hang on how I'm, you know, like where I put everything. You've seen my structure, my folder structure and my drive I use for this. It's yeah. stupid how much stuff I have in there and sound effects. So like, no, I'm getting real good the... Like, I feel like I got my process down for creating the episodes. Well, hopefully those are coming faster. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, well, geez, like, cause I got that, and now we got, cause we have TCYP, which is the mainstay of the you know the channel, of course. We have this, the behind the sector BTS with you and me, um, and now we have uh, tapes of the elders. <laughs> yeah, that was an interesting uh, listen. Uh, getting a. You know, we're, we're talking so far in the future, being able to go back and have a, not so much a prequel, but a, but, but a day one understanding of how things cr- were created for Cobalt. Yeah, I, um, that's a result of me having too much lore in my head. Because, <laughs> like I said before, like, I have tons of this in my head. And I wrote it as a book at first. And I actually do have, like, a hundred page book roaming around um and uh, that's gonna be coming up soon um but but yeah like it, it started as that book and then there's so much lore involved and um like i even like i posted the other day for the question things on the facebook i was like you wonder why i rate this thing so fucking convoluted well i wonder that too <laughs> <laughs> um so i was like why not i'll make it another series and it'll be more of a lore dump um so that way we can continue with tcoip we can continue that whole storyline. You know, we don't have to stop. We can just keep going. And anybody who wants to dive deeper into lore and stuff, you know, you can listen to uh, uh, Tapes of the Elders. And, of course, the clue there is Elders. It's plural. And right now we have Cobalt and Freddy who are considered Elders. Okay. Because in, in, in this world, anybody who remembers a time before, August 26, 2012, when the shit went down... Yeah. Um, you're considered an elder because you actually do remember, you know, the world back then. And we got, I got more elders coming soon too, so we got that to look forward to and probably more series too because I keep writing shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think one's going to complain. Anybody I've spoken to uh, directly uh, is, is in love with it and just keeps asking for more, so. <laughs> yeah, my, I got a couple of friends that still... Messages me, like, uh, for episode four, they're like, why'd you end it like that? <laughs> I'm like, to piss you off, that's why. <laughs> Can't make everybody happy. Uh, so back to episode three. So, so yeah, yeah. you get the implants. Uh, they start running off on their own for you. You, you start that uh, <clears throat> kind of an AI relationship. Oh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, thought that was awesome. Yeah, I, um, of course, I wanted to do the upgrade thing. Because um, the way I, you know, I want I want to write Cobalt into more stuff, mm-hmm. and I can't really do him justice if I hinder him, like, like that hard, you know. Yeah. 
Because I live with that shit every day. I can't do shit. <laughs> right. You saw me today bend over to pick up a spoon. I got yeah. lightheaded as hell. I thought we were going to pick him up off the floor. <laughs> so we had to... Um, I was going to upgrade him anyway. So we upgrade his lungs. So, um, you know, now he can he can move around a little bit better. So he can we can put him into fights now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we upgrade the plug. I really wanted to write that in there just because I really wanted the treatise to piss him off. <laughs> <laughs> um... Because that's how the treatise is. I, you know, neither neither one of them are good people. Like that's he's gonna fucking offload illegal shit into him, and he's asleep. You know, it's it's kind of fucked, but it's working out. <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get. Yeah, but you know that plug is um, very much turning into a character of its own. Wow, <clears throat> that's gonna be interesting to see. Yeah, like like it won't be crazy AI. It'll always sound like that. Be very flat. You know, but it's it's developing, and it's it's going to develop more as uh, his story goes on. Well, you know, it's it's not quite Cortana, but it's a step up from bit from uh, Tron. This is a PlayStation Home, sir. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, <I> forgot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I get, I can, I can see what you mean by that. Um, only he can't take his out of his head. Yeah, you know that thing is in there. That ain't coming out. <laughs> uh, so the nightclub scene that was fun so this episode was a fucking nightmare to put together <laughs> i don't see why it, it had the greatest soundtrack you've had so far oh yeah that's right you put the uh yeah eric made a uh little original uh, composition there for us for the club and i think that's why it's my favorite episode because i just sit there and listen to my music <laughs> hearing the footsteps and i'm like He's walking to that club. He's getting closer. He's getting closer to my song. He knows how to fade stuff in and out on the <laughs> audition. <laughs> um, yeah, I, um, I'm i a big fan of club fight scenes. I mean, they're the shit. You got John Wick, Collateral. Collateral yeah. was badass with Jamie Foxx. Yeah. And the first time I ever heard uh, Paul Oakenfold, that Ready Steady Go song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, a song that was in Tiger Woods Golf for some fucking reason. <laughs> Really? Yeah, you're sitting there putting and shit, and it's like this hardcore driving fucking techno. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm trying to putt. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I, I love club fight scenes. There's going to be more, literally just because I like club fight scenes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I ever ma- if I ever made this into a show, it's going to be like, oh, it's a finale. There's going to be a club fight scene. <laughs> like there, there has to be club fight scenes. I love shit like that. I just love. I don't know. I just, I like the whole chaos. You can't hear shit going on. Um, there's like gunfights and everything, you know, like there's just too much chaos. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what was going on with the, uh, the fight with the factions there? Yeah. So I'm trying to, um, establish that there's more than just, that there's more than just the, um, the circle and that there's more than just Halcyon, you know? Um, cause I mean, like in the lore, um, when you, um, when you look at what happened, you know, shit goes down. 2012, walls come down, no more states, no more countries. Everything kind of gets turned into a prison. Mm. The governments that were left, which there shouldn't have been, um, are struggling to kind of stay together. Yeah. So like Texas, for instance, turns into the um, Central Frontier States. Yeah. Or then they turn into the former Republic of Texas. Nice. Stuff like that. And until Halcyon finally comes down on them. Right. And then whoever's left over is kind of like, well, we need to survive. So they kind of band together and they create their own group. So you get stuff like that. So you get Medcom, which Medcom is kind of like a, um, they're more like warrior combat medics kind of guys. Oh, wow. Um, <coughs> yeah, they're medics. They're either there to help, but every one of them is packing. Hmm. They're very hostile. They have like, um, like, like Cobalt tells them, oh, you want to turn it into another one of your medical forts? That's exactly what they are. They're fucking guarded like hospitals and shit like that. I mean, are they like searching for 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 pieces? Uh, <laughs> or are they hacking people up and leaving them in vice uh, jobs? Probably. Okay. I mean, they're doing that today for real, anyway. You know, the FBI found all those body parts recently. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's, it's shit like that, and um, I'm trying to drop in, you know, like uh, like with Valens, like. Dude's starting to lose it. You know, even Cobalt calls him out. You're starting to sound like Halcyon. Yeah. Like, you're starting to sound, you know, in absolutes and stuff like that. Um, you know, so you have Medcom. Um, you have the other group of elders that were talking. Hmm. 
all four of which were voiced by Bernetta. I was just throwing pitches on them and voice filters. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they were all Bernetta. She's awesome. Just, she does, like, one voice, and you can, like, chop it up. And, like, I literally will tell her, hey, I just need these lines. Email it to her. Yeah. And she'll do each line twice with a different voice, and that's, like, four or five voices I can use. Yeah. Girl's crazy. <laughs> so we do that. Um, and each sector kind of has their own elders. You okay. know? I mean, it's not like everybody who was 50 or 60 dropped off the face of the fucking planet. Right. Like, everybody's still there. So these are the people that remember the time before that are trying to guide the younger generation that was raised by the military and the government. They're like, no, this is how things need to be done. You don't just follow blind. You need to question, you know, stuff like that. Right. You know, so what you have in episode uh, three is, uh, you know, the factions and, uh, you know, we introduced Freddy. Freddy. Fucking Freddy. <laughs> Uh, of course, we introduced Freddy, and um, you know he's he's kind of like a peacekeeper. He's no, no, we didn't actually meet Freddy in uh, two. He was just the uh, recording. Yeah, and two, he was the he gave uh, the treatise that recording. Right. When Cobalt was under, and um, and then we went from there with that mini disc player. Yeah. That I have running around this room somewhere. I was gonna say <laughs> I know that that recorder. I, I do have a mini disc. Brought player. up. I was like, ah. That I even have a pack of brand new mini discs that have never been used. <laughs> Because that mini disc player's battery exploded in it, and I can't use it. Oh. And either way, the software's too fucking old. I can't run it. <laughs> um, yeah. So Freddie, he's kind of like a, he's like an information broker, kind of. Okay. Um, Al, um, totally created by Al. Al's writing him, and um, he were doing more tapes of the elders, and there will be uh, a tape. Uh, Freddy coming soon actually probably within the next week or two nice yeah so we're gonna do that that's gonna tie in with Cobalt and we're gonna see how these two are connected so like their story's gonna get bigger you know so stuff like that okay well stay tuned for that yeah so then uh... so see us last night on Facebook alright fucking typing away and then he starts sending voice messages and he's like yeah that's right Jake I'm sending voice clips cause I'm too fucking lazy to type <laughs> <laughs> always doing shit like that so y'all, y'all have this faction uh, fallout, and uh, all of a sudden it's bullets and bubbles and butts. It's <laughs> it, it, it's, it's all out war right there in the uh, club. Oh yeah, see, and that's the thing. It's like, like like we're telling villains, you know, you sound like Halcyon, you're being real fucking shady, you know, and all of a sudden Halcyon shows up, you know, um, yeah. Cobalt's like, this is a little fucking weird, y'all. <laughs> and then the savior shows. Mm-hmm. Then we fight out, get to meet Rooster. Voiced by Jason Garza again, which just leaves me to say, where the hell is my part? Oh, your part? <laughs> Where's your part? It's actually episode five. I'm writing it right now. Oh, okay. Because. <laughs> oh, let's announce it I, now. <laughs> I, I, I may not have that many voices, but, uh, you know. No, it's, no, it, no, it's, no, it's, no, 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 I thought of this. It's going to work. Okay. Because, um, like I said, at the end of episode four. Um, you know my outros that I always do. Yeah. Um, I said wait till episode five, where mm-hmm. we learn about what happens on the other side of the low sec trans system. Ah. All right. That's basically speak for we're gonna see how the other side lives now. Ah. All right. So y'all know those name drops that I kept dropping uh, earlier episodes. We got Reinhardt, uh-huh. Chicka Reinhardt, the com op, uh, John Varanikis, Captain of the Guard. Mm-hmm. You are playing Captain John Varanikis. Exclusive. You heard it first, <laughs> right here. I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, that's the best part. And I'm going to be doing uh, Jacob Reinhardt. Uh, try to do my best in a normal fucking voice. Um, One day he's going to voice a character that's not named Jacob. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, it happens. I mean, I know what the fuck to do. <laughs> All the good names I heard gave to everybody else. <laughs> and I was like, maybe I should change Reinhardt's name. I was like, oh, wait, I can't. I already fucking dropped his name in episode one. I'm not going to go back and edit that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're gonna do that. Um, but those two were raised together in the camps anyway. Okay. So basically, the brothers are voicing the brothers. That makes sense. It'll work. I think it'll work. The chemistry and stuff. Yeah. The boy, the week talk anyway. But yeah, I'm already writing that part. Uh, five is I think about halfway done as far as writing goes. Cool. And um, yeah, and we got more. I think we got about honestly we got about three or forty characters in five alone. Oh, wow. <laughs> I just don't stop. 
so let's see. Here we're in episode four. Mm-hmm. Spent a lot of time. Well, it pretty much it's just you and uh, Rooster. Yeah. Uh, talking and. Uh, yeah, four. I really wanted to push some story. Yeah, that was definitely. I, might, I really wanted to. But it was a good story. It was a good story. Thank you know, you. finding out, uh, you know, the true origins of Cobalt. Ain't that some shit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he caught me off guard. I was like, oh. Yeah, because um, I did that, and then uh, what's what's really funny about working with Al? Uh, yeah. Al, who uh, you know, voices Freddy, all that. Um, what's really funny is he'll write me stuff, and he's like, "I'm writing this for Freddy." And where we're going with that and everything, I'm like, okay, that's cool. And I'm like, what sucks is that you're so tied to Cobalt because the way they uh, they they are together. Yeah. Uh, I have to send you the whole script, but he's like, I'm a fan. I don't want you to spoil it. I'm like, that's too fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get. That's what you get. Um, so I have to like, I was shocked because episode four, of course, he only has a couple of lines, uh-huh. and I um, there's a reason he takes off. Uh-huh. You know, and that'll pop up later. That's going to lead into another fucking episode. I'm trying to lead everything into stuff. Right. Um, so he takes off and does that. But he actually... I was shocked. He's like, I didn't read the rest of the script. I only, I only read oh, my yeah. lines. That was it. <laughs> I was like, my God, I'm shocked. For you, the listeners of the TCOIP podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Get audiobooks such as Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep by Philip K. Dick, the inspiration for Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049, as well as being one of the many inspirations behind the TCOIP podcast. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash TCOIP. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash TCOIP for your free audiobook. So, um, yeah, I mean, the the the... the the acting there between you and uh, Jason, uh, I gotta say, there's one part there that my stupid cousin almost brought me to tears. He's, Was it the part where he says, uh, "Help the people that"? Uh, yeah, now you can help the people that you wanted to help originally or from from the beginning. Hear that, Jay? That's fucking four people who have told me that shit already. Oh <laughs> man, I'm sitting there at work. I was like, "That's Al told me that. That's Eric so told me that. <laughs> he gets into it, man. It's awesome. It was awesome, and then thankfully it was saved when they turned around and says, "Uh oh." The fire cut. Yes. <laughs> and that was all Jay. That might be only the second time I've ever used that word in my life. Well, Rooster's British, you know. <laughs> it's fine for the British people. <laughs> See, because at first, the way I wrote everything was, there's, you know, there's no more countries, states, stuff like that. So that generation of kids, as they grow up, nobody has accents. So yeah. you can identify how old someone is by their, their accents, stuff like that. But then, you know, we're sitting here recording, and I, he's like, well, do you have any parts for me? Do you want me to do anything? Like, he just came over one day. Yeah. He just happened to buy a mic. He came over one day. Saw so I was working on the podcast, and he's like, oh, that's cool. He's like, well, what, anything? I was like, well, honestly, give Rooster a fucking try. Why not? Yeah. He just sat down, and he's like, does he sound like anything? I was like, oh. I'm like, well, it's not supposed to be accents, but I'm willing to listen. Do it. Go for it. He did a couple, and like the third time, he did a British, and I was like, well, that's Rooster. There he is. <laughs> I was like, it's fucking Rooster. It works. Um, and that's really how that went. And um, like all of episode uh, four, it's so dialogue heavy between Cobalt and Rooster. Mm-hmm. Um, like we were just sitting there and, you know, we'd highlight his lines. And I'm like, okay, does that make sense to you? You know, stuff like that. And he's like, yeah, well, let's word it this way. Um, he's like, well, how's, how would Rooster act and stuff like that? You know, talked about his attitude, where he comes from. And then... Uh, you know, you go from there, and then, you know, he starts to rewrite stuff, too. We just shift things around. Um, so, like, half, so he's he's full-on co-writing Rooster. That's good. Like, I'm not, I'll, what it is, what it is at this point now is I write everything out for Rooster, and as of right now, that's me, like, just throwing shit at a wall. Yeah. Just to keep it there. And then Jay will come in and start painting everything, you know. Add his of, own little. Add his own thing. Twist. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, like I said, that. It's he, working. He, he nailed it with uh, with the treatise. Now he's jeez, yeah, with the treatise. He did the same thing with the treatise. Yeah, yeah. So he got you know sounds pretty good with Rooster. Yeah. The only reason I haven't put him as co-writer for the treatise is you know it's just we've only done him you know for the two episodes. In my opinion, it's not that much because the treatise is a much bigger character actually than Urban thinks he is. Mm-hmm. It's just that we haven't gotten to that yet, of okay. course. 
So, dropping little hints. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so, who actually voiced Firewoman? Uh, that is Stephanie Buchanan. That is actually... Um, I met her through Al. Um, where Al works. It's a buddy of his. And when I first started doing this, the, the first challenge I had to come across is, shit, I gotta do voices. Yeah. <laughs> That's the biggest problem I always run into. And you've done a, a good, healthy amount of them yourself, just changing... Just uh, doing pitches, yeah. Yeah. That's what, su- what sucks is... Y'all can hear my voice right now and I sound pretty clear, uh, but that's today. <laughs> I may sound like shit tomorrow because uh, my asthma and all that stuff. And I just got my new shot finally that I'm because uh, my old one stopped working. Mm. And I got sick again from you know all that shit, and then um, waiting for insurance to approve stuff. My doctor was like, "Fuck that!" and he gave me a shot. So, like, I think it might be working a little bit because I actually do feel a little bit stronger than I did yesterday. So hopefully going forward, I'm going to sound better. So I can mess up my voice a little better. Because damn, that first episode, like the first time you guys hear me in episode one, that is how fucked up my voice was for real. (laughs) (laughs) I remember hearing it and then hearing you cough and cough and cough. And I was like, yeah, that's how I said it this morning. I'm like, yeah, that ain't fake either. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so doing all that and then, um, you know, like I was telling Al, like I need voices and shit like that. And of course Al's... I was always down to help out. Yeah. I was fucking awesome. Because um, he's he's basically he's basically a producer on the show now. Um, helps, he helps me spread the word and share stuff. Um, you know, we're planning... Uh, actually, we're planning t-shirts. Really? Yeah, we're actually uh, planning some t-shirts. I'm going to be doing a Red Bubble store. Uh, my cousin, Matthew uh, Fierros, who did the uh, logo design. Yeah. Who did that rowdy-ass button. That's so fucking cool. I drew it at work on like a legal, legal pad. It's like the size of a quarter. Yeah. yeah, it's like a super rough sketch. I'll put it up on these days. And I sent it to Matt, and I was like, here, you fucking, that big old, uh, fucking do something with this shit. And, and fucking ten minutes later, like, man, he's, he's fucking fast. And now we're just using that, and that's he's my logo guy now. Uh, but he knows about, like, shirts and doing stores and stuff like that. So yeah. um, we're probably going to do a Redbubble store soon. And by doing it on Redbubble, you, we basically get access to T-shirts, towels, throws, Phone cases, like everything. Oh, wow. So long as it's on the site, fucking, you can have a TCOIP on something. And then we'll be doing more logos as we go because I'm sadistic and I'm going to make Matt do a different logo for every season <laughs> <laughs> and different banners and shit. And Matt's also working on, um, he, we're going to try and do slogans. So he, so we, so he's got one that says, you know, let's keep this shit kosher. Nice. <laughs> and then, you know, like 2020, shit like that. You know, one-liners that people say. We're going to try and do some stuff like that, too. Okay. But that's so, that's it. So I got to make my uh, my my, uh, my voice appearance uh, really good so I, get a, so I get a tagline on a shirt. No shit, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, we got that. Um, so that's in planning phases and stuff. Hopefully the next month or so. Basically, when I feel comfortable, then, I'm, then I'll full-on put the link up on, this, on the site. It's, it's live now, but, you know, I'm not putting it anywhere yet because I don't want to just... Jump into it if that makes sense, you know. Yeah, so you got a lot going on—not just story, not just content. You you got stores and oh, you should see my Google Drive. <laughs> Overloaded, dude. There's three more series in the works. What are you talking about? Oh my lord! <laughs> it's just a matter of me picking the time and place when to do them. Uh, so yeah, I met Steph throughout. <laughs> um, she's a buddy of his. Uh, awesome girl. She's cool as shit. Um, Typical nerd like all the rest of us. It's fucking awesome. Good. That helps. It, it really does. Um, it helps to get people that understand the whole podcast sci-fi. They have their own fandoms that they're into and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, we met one day. Al came over to record his lines for two. Yeah, for episode two, he had to record the tape. Mm-hmm. But we figured we turned it into a meeting because we hadn't met yet and all that. So she comes. He he came over with her. We chit chatted about everything. Um, you know, and she was like, you know, I. She's a fan. She fucking loves this fucking show. Yeah. She said over there at work, they're always cracking jokes and shit about it. And um, if they get mad at somebody at work, they're like, "Fucking house y'all," and all that kind of shit. <laughs> so those two got their own like inside little club going on. That's cool. Yeah. Um. So they definitely need some merch. I know, right? I just want a mug. <laughs> a mug would be awesome. I, want, I need a mug that says Comop on it, because, because seriously, Reinhardt is very much based on me working desk jobs. 
Oh, okay. So that's um, that's kind of where that came from. And we'll get into that, you know, in episode five and all that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, she's totally into the show. Just like Al. Al's fucking into it. Uh, my buddy Kelly. Hey, Kelly. You know, she's fucking into it, too. I got a couple of friends that are, like, super fucking into it. And, uh, you know, with, with Steph, um, she's also uh, working on some music. Okay. Because uh, the music I have, yes, it's great. Uh, but it's also um, on the Free Music Archive. Ultimately, whether I'm allowed to use it with the attribution license. Because mm. there is an attribution license on it that I'm allowed to use it. Right. Um, even for commercial purposes, which is what this is. I still don't want to rely on an outside uh, source for music. No, um, especially if it gets any bigger. Yeah, you know, I want to keep it close. I want it, I want it to be... Everything I'm doing with this, I want it to be either with friends who've known me and know what I'm doing, or like friends who happen to be super fans who care, you know, you know, stuff like that. I want it to be close. Very Kevin Smith of you. Thank you. <laughs> so you can't just make a podcast and fuck around with your friends. Who says? That's <laughs> exactly what I'm doing. Um, yeah. So you know, we were talking, and she's saying, you know. She uh, would be up to work on some music, so she's got that in the works. Um, and then, of course, it came up to Firewoman, and I was like, "Shit, I gotta, huh, I need a girl." Yeah. <laughs> trying to get a girl to do a voice on a nerd podcast is a bitch. It has been, it has been a sausage fest. <laughs> yeah, it's a royal bitch. Um, but no, we, she. Um, I told her one night. Um, I have a group chat with uh, Steph and Al for this kind of stuff because we were always bouncing ideas. Like constantly back and forth, or they'll, or they'll use that to get in touch with me if they happen to spot like an error or something, or you know if like maybe the podcast goes down or something, you know it's like a utility chat pretty much. Um, and uh, yeah, I told her, hey, you know, um, you know that sketch I sent you guys, because I have um, in my Google Drive, I have like it's actually called the Ellen Registry, <laughs> and it has all the characters in it, but they're actually made like real fancy looking. Uh, like dossier folders, like that pictures and shit. Oh, yeah. All their stats, all their everything that you know about them, shit that Halcyon would have. Right. I wrote it all out, so I have all that for the characters and stuff. Have you posted a picture of Firewoman? Uh, no, she that will be up soon. Okay. I just haven't gotten around to it, um, but I will be posting a picture of her soon, uh, so that way y'all can go, holy shit, that's kind of cool. <laughs> um. So yeah, so did that, and I told her, you know, um, what about? I told her, you know, that sketch I sent you, that fire? She's like, yeah. And I was like, well, it's Firewoman. I was like, uh, you want a voice her? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, she sends all these gifts back. She's freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> Came over last week, we recorded, and uh, I think she did good. Yeah, she sounded great. I like it. Yeah. She she got the whole concept of, that's all that girl knows is uh, crazy military shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's super fucking loyal. And, you know, she sees Rooster kind of like her brother, you know. Well, I mean, how many clones are there left in oh, this galaxy? There's, there's a lot. Oh, okay. That's the thing, because, like, like, look at the registry numbers, right? Mm-hmm. So you have Rooster, who's uh, 000705. Then you look at Firewoman, who's 000706. So that's his little sister. In serial number. Um, so she sees it as, you know, you fucking bastard, you betrayed us. Right. You know, all that shit, because she's super loyal. Um you know, but Rooster, he doesn't see it that way. He's like, we're just fucking clones. Yeah. We're just serial numbers, stuff like that. And they they don't even look the same. Like, with, with, <laughs> when it's clones in this world, it's literally just, there's different stocks that they take from. Right. So all the clones do look different. You know, so, like he says, like he tells Cold Boys, like, we're fucking siblings and serial number only. Shit like that. You know, but she don't fucking see it that way. Hey, yeah. Rooster ain't fucking having it. <laughs> <laughs> so where does... Episode 4 leaves us. So episode 4 officially leaves us um, kind of in a pause on Cobalt. Because oh. um, he's in the shit now. Yeah, he sounds is like they're right deep. in the middle of it. He is in deep now. Uh, 30 years of running, they found his fucking back door. Somebody outside of his small little group that, it, that it, fucking Detritus doesn't even know that about him. Wow. <laughs> oh. um, you know, somebody within his small, small group who uh, somebody outside of it, I mean, and uh, Rooster found out about his past, you know, and that's the fuck part is he's the one who actually helped, you know, with that's you know you walk up to a gate inbound LN, well he's the one that fucking wrote the code, ah. <laughs> you know shit like that. So 
you know, now he's got to live with that shit. You know, but now it caught up to him. Now they know he's out there. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, hey, that's... like he said, he's like, and no, great. They know you're out there in your AWOL. Yeah, that was, Fuck. <laughs> that was a new revelation. I was like, no way. Yeah, so we got that. You know, now he's pretty much forced into the circle at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, he was there with the rooster. It's like, what are you going to do? Just sit there and let her burn the place to the ground? I don't know, man. But <laughs> I, I hate to be anywhere Cobalt's at because everywhere they go to destroy it right after he leaves. There's goddamn trouble everywhere that boy goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so like the end, you know, he just yells out, let's go, you know, and they start fighting and, and then they end it with those gunshots. Yeah, yeah. He's in the shit. There's no going back. So then, episode five. Yes, which is actually called The Comop and the Corporal. Hmm. Um, Reason being, I will tell you in five. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, nice. (laughs) Yeah, because, yeah, like I said, like, we're going to see, we're going to see how the actual children of Industrial Prime live now. Okay. Because, like I said, like, um, it's the other side of the little tram system. You know, it's the other side of the tracks. So now we're going to see how um, how the other side lives. Because we've seen how Cobalt and Detritus are. You know, we've seen how they walk the streets, or Cobalt walks around all over the place. Mm-hmm. He's a low sec drifter because he has a um, salvager permit, which basically allows him access to all sectors. He can go back and forth. I love that name. Right? The low sec drifter. I just I love westerns, man. I know. It just gives just such a such a western vibe. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I love that name. Mm-hmm. Wait till I redraw him and throw a poncho on him. I'm still going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, if you're listening, let's throw a poncho on him. <laughs> Um, yeah, because Jay has the Cobalt character description because he's been drawing stuff and he asked and I was like, well, here's the description and I wrote it on my lunch break the other day and now that I said it out loud, I want a poncho. <laughs> <laughs> um, it rains all the time anyway where they are, you might as well wear one. Might as well. Um, yeah, so doing that, but yeah, just, I wanted to give him a nickname, you know, like, I was like, fuck it, low sick drifter, why not? And plus, I like, there's this game Hyperlight Drifter. Yeah. That's kind of where that came from. Plus, I just like movies and westerns and shit too much. So, we did get a couple of questions uh, uh, out there from, from people. Uh, Kelly Shotwell. Kelly! Kelly! Says, uh, <laughs> what about Cobalt's time in the service? Why did he join? And uh, how'd that go with a respirator? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, why are you laughing too loud? <laughs> it's called bad writing <laughs> <laughs> I know right it's called lazy writing um no it's um so when the act happens um like we hear in uh tape one of uh, tape of the elders mm-hmm. um he says how he was in the hospital and stuff like that because on August 26 2019 I was in the fucking hospital <laughs> there you go <laughs> um cobalt is just cobalt is literally just me and I'm old that's that's all it is mm-hmm. And happened to be a mutant, but yeah, it's kind of real too. Um, so what we're doing is um, the act happens, of course, it happens super fucking late at night. So like you know, everybody's kind of disorganized. You know, you got people going down for bed, stuff like that, and news is going off. Like the world's literally changing as you're getting ready for bed, stuff like that. Yeah. But it's, it was meant to catch people off guard. Um. So. As that happens, the guard is basically marching into cities, you know, martial law, um, taking the loosest natural children from their parents, throwing them in camp, stuff like that, mm-hmm. starting the registration shit. And you basically have a choice. You either register and serve the GIC, the Global Industrial Complex, mm-hmm. or you basically get killed. You know, it's a it's a no brainer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's basically a draft, so that's pretty much what happened to Cobalt. A forced draft, basically. He's basically a forced draft. But when he was in the hospital, that was when he got his first macro dose and stuff. And unfortunately, the doctor told him your mutation got worse. You are now dependent on macro. Hmm. Like you cannot come off of this stuff. Um, because like you know, like we have characters. Um, that are addicted to macro, 
mm. literally just because they took too fucking much. Right. Because they wanted to use their powers and shit. Um, so those people, they're just addicts, you know. But then you have people like Cobalt, where it's it's health. He has to, he has to have it. Yes, there's a difference between addiction and dependency. Yeah, very, very, uh, very, yeah, huge difference. And then that leads into, you know, later on down the line, there's like there's a bootleg type of macro called synth. Oh, <clears throat> like, um, like when he's in the club and he's walking around. Mm-hmm. I can only take real macro in my feeder. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, that's what you know. Somebody's trying to sell him synth. Can't fucking take synth. I'll fucking kill. Him. You know, like. Um, so, so Cobalt has that choice. It's either get killed, uh, just because you're a fucking Lucis Naturae, or get drafted. And as a result of getting drafted, because you're on macro, you're going to get macro. Like, okay. they, they still have to take care of you. Right. You know, you still have to get your three hots in a cot, your fucking macro, stuff like that. So, at that time period... Lesser of two evils. Yeah, he didn't really have a choice, you know. So that's what he went with. He went ahead and he joined up. And plus the fact that he's a um, he's, he's basically a technomancer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that makes him more valuable because he was able to help with the writing of those systems. He can manipulate hardware. He can manipulate software. Right. He can do all this crazy shit to computers and machines and stuff like that. So long as he's got like a laptop or something. He's not like X-Men shit where it's like, ooh, let's like touch this <laughs> and it'll just do it. No, fuck that. He needs a goddamn laptop. He needs plugs, you know, stuff like that. The know-how's in there in his head. He just needs the tools. He just needs the tools. But his understanding of that kind of shit is so goddamn ridiculous. Like they said, it's to the point of him being, un- it's unnatural. Right. Like nobody should know that much about tech, especially if you've never seen the tech before, you know. Is his name really Ray Skywalker? Could be okay. Raise a place, raise a placeholder. Don't get me started on that shit. Ray is lazy writing. Al, you and your Star Wars shit. <laughs> At its finest, the more I watch that shit, I'm like, really, really, really. We'll find out one day. Don't kiss my ass at the end. Force Awakens, fucking. Ooh, I'm just gonna shut my eyes and I know how to use a lightsaber. Fucking. <laughs> I don't care if it's the Force and it's natural, or if she's just the natural. It's like, I don't know. It's both cool and bugs the living shit out of me. <laughs> well, I still don't understand their technomancery. It, 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 you know, because I'm a Jedi, I'm one with everything in nature. And the robots? I don't understand. That's yeah, like, yeah, like, Luke could talk to droids. Who else could talk to droids? Well, could he talk to droids? Because he was always looking at his little display in the X-Wing. See, but then when they're on tattooing in the garage... And he's talking to R2 like they're just talking. Aren't they? Yeah. But then... Yeah, and I, and I get confused. You're right. Because, you know, there's sometimes I'm like, wow, he could talk to robots. And then... Fucking Kasdan. <laughs> <laughs> like he said, lazy writing. I'm sure somewhere around there he, sh- he wasn't supposed to. And then... Fuck it. Ah, well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I did that. Um, so, yeah, he, he basically gets drafted. Um, then he serves and all that for all that time. And being that he's on that respirator, um, he was a tech officer. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time period in the story, he would have been 33, 34. Okay. So he has um, the macro. Um, his, his mutation, yes, it may be bad, but he's also younger. Mm-hmm. So he could still do uh, the training, stuff like that. The character can. I can't. I sure as shit can't fucking <laughs> do that shit. <clears throat> You have a hard time walking to the street. I do. <laughs> I get. I, I have a. I have a bad time if I stand up too fast. Oh man, it sucks. <laughs> um. So so he joins the military. You know, is forced in. Yeah. Do are you at liberty to say why he gets out? Yeah. Yet? Yeah. Um. Because Rooster already said why he got out during his speech. Like um, as he's as he's helping them and doing all this shit. Um. He realizes that, um, you know, this is some shady shit. Like, we, we, he knows it going in, mm. but he doesn't know it to what extent. Right. That's when you start seeing, like, that Nazi level shit. Like, this is bad. You know, um, all I'm doing is, you know, killing my own people at this point, you know, 
And uh, that's when he, like you said, he's like, you dropped a back door into the OS, you wiped your military profile, and you ran. And you left the profile just so you could get supplies and macro, and you ran. And you never looked back. Start tearing up again. <laughs> he took off. <laughs> and he roamed for 30 years. <laughs> the low sector. The low sector. Dang it. So, Killy's other question was about the clones. Yeah. How are the clones twins, which we've already kind of covered? They're not really. Yeah, they're not so much twins. Yeah, they're not twins. There is an age gap between them, a um, couple years, you know, because um, Rooster, with their serial numbers and stuff, um, and the reason why Rooster and her are a big deal, are uh, yes, there's seven hundred and something clone units before them, but there's also dead clones, clones that died in incubation. Uh-huh. Clones that died a couple days after they came out of the tubes, um, the ones that weren't successful. Uh, then there's your normal urban guard troopers that some of them are clones. They just happen to be cloned humans. There's all those half Sigourney Weavers that are in a room somewhere. We don't talk about that. Oh. <laughs> God, what the fuck was wrong with those people? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> and what the fuck, Neil Blomkamp? He's supposed to do. He was supposed to do Alien Five, and the new RoboCop. And, and he gets fired from both. So <laughs> what happens when you sit there too long, I think. Man, I was so looking forward to that new RoboCop. Because it was going to be old RoboCop, but new. <laughs> Which is all we all asked for. It was going to be in the universe and everything. And they're like, oh, it's going to have the suit. There's a slight chance of Peter Weller coming back for something. What? Like, there was all kinds of shit. And then, and then fucking not going to do it anymore. Peter Weller, Peter Weller was all about wearing the dots. I know. He wasn't going to get in that damn suit ever again. He never gained the weight back from the last time. He died this time around. No. Um, yeah, so you have, uh, you know, your troopers that are just, you know, normal humans, but then you have Rooster, who was the very first successful, like, genetically altered human. So he is, he is a human. He's just altered to be able to, you know, heightened reflexes, all that kind of shit, you know. More strength than usual. He can heal a little faster. He's mm-hmm. not a mutant by any means. He's just enhanced. Uh, so that way he can uh, be more effective on uh, guard patrol. Because he's both. He is both an exosuit unit, which means um, his skeleton has, um, I call them skeletal sockets, which is kind of crappy when you think about it, because he has all these holes and shit bored into his skeleton. Oh. And uh, what it is, is uh, he steps into like an exoframe, uh-huh. um, and like they bolt it to his skeleton, and it provides him... Uh, it's got like backpack on it, you know, weapon holsters. Um, he can actually raise raise himself in height, you know, to help, you know, fighting and shit like that. It has built-in stuff in his arms and all that. There's a game called The Surge. If y'all Google that, you can kind of see what I'm talking about. Uh, Matt Damon. There's a movie called Elysium, mm-hmm. where he's got a, like a frame. It's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Only mine's cooler because I said so. There was a cartoon when I was young. There was like three guys in three different color suits. And the suits had these little holes all over them. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And, and then, <laughs> then you could move all the attachments to there. That's what I'm thinking about. Uh, except it wouldn't. I, I doubt it was to their skeleton, but... Yeah. Oh, no, this is to their skeleton. <laughs> so when you see, uh, like, the drawings of Rooster mm-hmm. that Jay did, he actually does have the skeletal sockets. You can see him on his skin. He has little holes and stuff. Ah. And then Rooster has an N.I. Jack because he's also a machine guard pilot. So he's capable of... Um, of piloting those fucking mechs and stuff like that. So, Rooster's a badass. It sounds like it. Yeah, he's very much a badass. Um, like, he was he was raised... He was created, bred, and trained for killing Lucis Naturae, like high-level Lucis Naturae, you know, stuff like that. So maybe he'll get Cobalt out of the mess he's in. Maybe. We'll find out. Yeah. Because he's, he's capable of fighting Firewoman, but Firewoman was bred the same fucking way. Yeah. She's also just as crazy as he is, only she's a Lucis Naturae. So it's like, fuck, the dude who was trained to kill Lucis Naturae and the Lucis Naturae that was born to kill Lucis Naturae are about to go at it. Right. So it's this crazy-ass, like, fight. Yeah. I got it in my head, don't worry. It's going to loop back around itself, and I'm we're going to see the end of the fight. It's going to be awesome. Say, I was going to say, I'm in <laughs> awe. I'm just trying to wrap my head around all of it and keep it all in one place, but... We'll see how that goes. I do it all the time. You can do it too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lying. I have a Google Drive for that. <laughs> all right. So then in the meantime, while we're all waiting for episode five to come, 
Where can they uh, where can they reach you? Uh, you can reach me on Facebook, of course. Um, searching uh, the Children of Industrial Prime. Um, Instagram as well. That's uh, TCOIP Cobalt. Um, I'm always posting stuff on there. Um, super easy to get. I'm actually so damn easy to get a hold of. It's fucking stupid. Um, I also have the Gmail. That's TCOIP Cast at gmail.com. Um, and then of course the podcast is on pretty much everything. Everything, including Apple, finally. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that was an ordeal. We need you to buy a free app with a credit card to finish your register. What? (laughs) (laughs) But I did it. It worked. It worked. That's where I listen to mine. This is a Sony Android house. (laughs) I do not have Apple products in this house. The fact that my brother has an iPhone two feet away from me bothers me. (laughs) (laughs) I'll rub it on him and see what happens to him. (laughs) It's like, oh my god, I'm going to start stealing ideas like Jobs did help. No, <laughs> not. Um, yeah, like I had to do all that. And then I'm fucking emailing my sister, can you do it? No, I can't, I'm on a joint account. Shit, Eric, can you do it? Uh, <laughs> I don't have any fucking Apple products. I need somebody to log into an iPod or something for somebody. me. And buy a crossword puzzle. Somebody, for the love of God. Um, but yeah, that's where you're going to get a hold of me. Um, I got... A lot more coming up. We got, uh, what we got? Of course, we got episode five. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be, I'm currently writing that right now. I just released four, uh, episode four, Roadblocks. Um, so expect five probably late uh, September or early October. Literally just scheduling. The only reason it takes me a while to get these out is voice scheduling. That's literally the only fucking reason. It's a bitch. Yeah, yeah. Getting all the talent together, I imagine. Because I can literally do a whole episode in a weekend. That's not a problem. I've seen you do one in a day. It's pretty bad. Well, I did four in a day, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> episode four I did in a day, and I feel like it's the best one. But I knew exactly where I wanted it to go. You know, so I think that helps out a lot. Yeah. Um, so we got... Yeah, so we got episode five coming up. Um, we got more tapes of the Elders coming up. Like I said, maybe the next week or two. Um, and that will be, um, an episode, uh, exploring, uh, it's basically going to be part two of the first one, because this one's going to be from Freddy's point of view. Okay. And so it's going to expand more on the act and what happened. We're going to get a little bit of that Halcyon lore in here. Oh, nice. Um, so we're going that route. Um, of course, listening to this, I'm staring at my laptop and this is going to go up about... 10 minutes after we're done recording it. <laughs> um, and then, let's see. Yeah, like I said, I, I probably have about three more series in the works. Um, I don't see those coming out for like another month or two, though. I kind of want to get... There's a certain point in the story I want to get to, and then I'll start dropping more shit. So stay tuned. Everybody, listen up. Singapore person, call your friends. Let's, let's get some more people in Singapore. Spread the word, however you say it over there. We'll talk to you next time. See ya.